0: From Boise to Middleton, the 5A and 4A Southern Idaho conferences feature 20 of the largest schools in Idaho. Highlighting the big plays and big stories from Idaho's biggest schools, this is the SIC PrepCast with Wayne DeZubak. That's right. Welcome into another edition of the SIC PrepCast here on IdahoSports.com, breaking down everything in District 3 week in, week out, and Brandon Manning, alongside Wayne DeZubac. of course. Wayne, the SIC Prepcast is sponsored by DL Evans Bank.
1: Absolutely, this is community banking. That's what they tell me, so I believe them wholeheartedly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, in the community of SIC athletics, things are as muddy as ever in the uh, football uh, picture. So let's let's start with that five A, where it, I think it's proving week in week out, it is the most competitive conference. In Idaho, all those teams at the top, I think, are just going to keep beating up on each other. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think we had that uh, in that Eagle-Meridian uh, game the other night on Friday night. It was a crazy game. I mean, Meridian came out, and I thought Meridian was going to win that ball game. I really felt – I only started feeling that Meridian was the best team in 5ASIC. I really started feeling that, okay? But all changed again because – Anything can happen on any given night. And that's what happened last Friday night, where Eagle came back and won that game 24 to 23 after being down 20 to 3 at halftime. And then outscored Meridian 21 to 3 in the second half. It was crazy, Brandon. What a crazy game it was.
0: Yeah. And and uh, I'm sure it wasn't directly correlated, but with Meridian, you know, the quarterback situation has kind of been in flux between the Martinez brothers, right? Malachi the senior, Zeke the freshman. And it was kind of the same deal again on Friday. Well, I couldn't figure
1: it out. Malachi started, didn't seem to get hurt, okay? He played the whole first half, and then Zeke played the whole second half, the freshman. So nobody can quite figure it out, but uh, it was the first game that Malachi had started since he began the season against Mountain View as the starting quarterback and then was hurt late in that game. I mean, with one series to go, he was hurt. So he didn't play in that final series that led to a missed field goal and a 14-13 to loss. So this is their second one-point loss on the season. Pretty interesting. And you know what? What was fun about that game is that it kind of turned around. Two, it was a tail of two halves. And then Eagle had a situation with just over two minutes to go in a ball game. They were facing a fourth down and about 16-17 from their own 35-yard line. Okay. Jack Benson went back to pass, threw it over the middle, into double coverage of all things. But Donovan Jones, the big tight end, he's six foot three. He was there. He high pointed it, went up high amongst two defenders, caught it just over midfield, so it was like an 18, 19-yard game, just enough for a first down. On fourth down, kept the drive alive. What was interesting about that is my booth at Eagle High School, I can reach out of my booth, and I can pat some of the Meridian fans on the head. That's how close I am to them. They kept turning around to me, talking to me, and I talk back to them, and they get back. They were so confident on fourth and 18 that they were going to win this game. It was all over. This was it. And then that big play happened. Play of the game, without a doubt, about four plays later, Eagle punched it in with 23 seconds to go on the clock and then kicked the extra point. And uh, that was it. It was all over 24-23. And uh, so now both of those teams are three and two. And uh, Eagle, it was a must-win, random for Eagle. They were two and two. They had to win. They were at home. So they had to do it. And now they got a tough one coming up. We'll talk about it a little later. But they got Timberline coming in. Timberline is four and one. But here's the rub on that. They lost to Meridian 52 to 7, the team that Eagle just beat. So you would think, oh, this would be a cakewalk, right? I bet you it's not going to be. You got four and one Timberline coming in to play three and two Eagle on Friday night of this week that I'll have right here on idolsports.com. Should be
0: interesting. Yeah. So, just one last note on Meridian, real quick. Yeah. Uh, you you mentioned second half didn't have Malachi Martinez. A quarter, they they were also missing one of their big weapons out on the perimeter, right?
1: Oh yeah, Davis Thacker. He was gone. Uh, and so that was a big. And I don't know if it would have really made a difference, although it would have had. The the Martinezes would have one more big guy to go to. And he was uh, you know, he was a, a factor in every game that I've done for Meridian this year. But they have those three or four big wide receivers. They got a big tight end and three big wide receivers. And to not have Thacker in there, uh really, I think kind of, you know, it didn't help, that's for sure. But I don't know that it would have reversed the outcome.
0: One big ramification in that Meridian Eagle matchup is they are in the same pod this year, right? Yeah. They're they're both in that. Uh, foothills division along with rocky mountain so you're talking about now that was a game that could have decided maybe first or second mm-hmm. place and now if meridian you know falls to rocky mountain that puts them in the three spot in that division which they'll still make the playoffs but it's they're gonna have to go out on the road almost right away and, and be on the road for some time so
1: yeah so much craziness is happening that's right i mean it just everybody got three or four people beating up on each other. So we got a long season yet to go, really. We're about halfway through it. And, uh, you know, I thought we were going to have a really good game with Rocky Mountain Skyview, but I said that this would be a test for Skyview when they played last Friday night. And Rocky Mountain came out and scored 28 points in the first quarter and said, see, you wouldn't want to be you. We're done with you. And, you know, so Skyview was undefeated, 4-0, and they were hosting Rocky Mountain. And, you know, the Grizz just came out and said, okay, we're going to make this a no-brainer, 28-0, just like that.
0: Yeah, it's pretty interesting with Rocky Mountain. I, I read uh, the, the uh, recap of the game in the Idaho Press uh, in Nampa, and uh, they talked to Coach Keelig, uh, and he, he kind of said, you know, in warm-ups – it was kind of lackadaisical. I wasn't super happy with how the guys were approaching the game, but then we, you know, we put up 20 points. So I guess we're all right. I guess we're doing
1: okay. Absolutely. You know, you know, coach Kulik is kind of funny because you worry about that as a coach, but see, I was one of those players where they always wanted to go rah, rah, get crazy, get going, you know, jump up and down. I was like, dude, I got a game to play. Just leave me alone. Let me go. I'll be okay. You know, I'm fine. I just want to concentrate and take care of business. But, you know, I guess coaches want you to be all crazy and, you know, jumping up and down before the game. But that just wasn't me. And obviously, Rocky Mountain didn't need to jump up and down because they jumped up and down as soon as they kicked it off. 49-21 was the final. Both of those teams now, Rocky and Skyview, four and one.
0: Yep. And that'll be uh fun to watch how Skyview bounces back from their first loss of the season. Okay. Yeah. So you, you mentioned Timberline real briefly. Uh, that was the game Thursday night at Donna Larson park that you had the call of against a Boise team that I thought actually played pretty well, but Timberline did come away with the 39 to 20 victory. What did you see in that game?
1: Well, you know what I saw? I, I, I just saw, you know, good running game with a passing game for Timberline. They really mixed it up a lot. They had a kid named Lavin who had three touchdown receptions. He did a good job. Uh, they're running back, and his name escapes me right now, and I should know him.
0: Uh, Taylor uh, Markham.
1: Taylor Markham, yep. I was sitting there. Taylor Markham had 143 yards rushing. See, I knew what he had rushing, but his name was escaping me. But you have to take that back a little bit. 65 was on one play in the first half. He did a 65-yard run. So he had a good night. But with Markham running it, Lavin catching it, the whole bit going on, Uh, those guys, you know, I think they're a pretty well-balanced team. They're 4-1 and right now. And uh, the, the interesting thing is the only caveat that makes me wonder how good Timberline is is that they didn't lose 52-7 to to Meridian, as I mentioned. And so that's going to be interesting when they play Eagle on Friday night, just whether that's still in their brain that can we hang with Eagle because we couldn't hang with Meridian and they beat, you know, they Eagle beat them, so what do we do here? But Timberline I thought was pretty good. They beat Boise 39-20, 30, to 20, and I don't think it was really that close.
0: Yeah, speaking of – teams continuing to show their dominance mountain view continues to be the class of the league and, and really the 5a classification 5-0 56 nothing shed out of hawaii we, we kind of expected that coming in
1: but yeah mountain view climbed their mountain early in the season you know with meridian and then rocky mountain then eagle you know they played some tough teams right off the get-go and now they're on the downside they're, they're all downhill i don't think anybody's gonna really uh uh, even challenge Mountain View the rest of the season. I just don't. That's just the way the schedule's set up for, you know, the Mavericks. We'll see 56 to nothing. They're 5-0. Hawaii, uh, a brand-new school, first year in their football program. They're 0-5. Uh, somewhat to be expected, although I thought really they would do a little better than that. I thought they would pick up a win. But, you know, it like you say, that 5 asic SIC is really tough to get through.
0: Absolutely. Uh, the other uh, game we had for you on IdahoSports.com, it was an audio-only broadcast Friday night. Paul Kingsbury was on the call as CUNA mm-hmm. traveled to Donna Larson Park to play Capital. And, you know, Capital kind of quietly, Wayne, 4-1, and one, a 48-21 win over the Cavemen. They're, they're looking as good as advertised.
1: Now, here's what, to, to the point that we're talking about, Capital lost 35-0 to Meridian. Yeah, Capital's 4-1. and Capital was my dark horse. I thought capital would come in and be, I didn't even think, I thought more of them than a dark horse. I thought that really they should be one of the top five teams in the five A SIC. They're still there record wise. But can they compete? I don't know what happened to them. I mean, it was disappointing to watch them lose to Meridian 35-0, not because I wanted them to win or Meridian not to win, but because I thought, you know, as a sportscaster, you want a great game. You want a fun game. You want a 35-33 ball game. goes down to the wire. You stay, you know, focused the whole time. But it was 35-0, and I was surprised that Capital lost, you know, that, that game to Meridian. So I don't know what to make of them yet but capital is still Max Clark's a great quarterback. They've got some good wide receivers. They've got people there. I think capital will be just fine. Uh, But they, you know, I think maybe they just had an off night and you just throw that film away.
0: Right. I think, I think it's pretty clear at this point, Wayne, there's, there's kind of a top five in the SIC and and depending on the night, they're all capable of beating each other, right? Mountain view, Rocky mountain, Eagle Meridian and capital. I feel pretty good that those are kind of the five real contenders the SIC gets Mm -hmm. six teams into the playoffs automatically. And last year they got an at-large bid as well. They got seven teams in. it. I think there's a good chance that that could happen again this year. So you start looking at, well, maybe who else is looking strong for a playoff spot? Timberline maybe, Skyview certainly. And I think the way they've played recently, I think the Bora Lions all of a sudden have a chance because they have played really well now in back-to-back weeks. They have.
1: I mean – uh, they won their game against Centennial 28 to seven. That's the first time the defense has come to play this year. They've been giving up a lot of points. By a lot of points, I mean they've been giving up about 45 a game. Brandon, right up until that game against Centennial. Now Centennial, they are one and four on the year. Uh, you know, Bora though, after going 0 and three to start, they're two and three now. They won the last two. Uh, they've got a young man uh, that's really Parker Rushton who is really, I mean, very aptly named, by the way. He's a running back who is rushing very well. So Rushton is doing very well. We'll talk about him a little later on here in the, the podcast. But, uh, yeah, Boris coming on. I don't know that defensively, let's put it this way, they've made leaps and bounds and improvement, but I don't know yet that they're ready there knocking on the door to say, hi, top five, we can compete with you. I don't think they're there yet.
0: Yeah, uh, and, and like we said, yeah, there's a, a clear gap between those five and then, right. and then the other teams that are in contention. Real, real quick, just to give an update on the, the division standings, it can be kind of confusing remembering which teams are in which Yeah, division. this is why I let
1: you do it because it's right. confusing to me. <laughs>
0: yeah, so, so we have the Foothills division, which maybe we think is a little more top-heavy. I mean, the way I see it right now, you could have maybe five of the six teams from that division Possibly in the playoffs, you've got Rocky Mountain at two and zero in that division. Skyview is two and one in that division. Eagle is one and one. Meridian is one and one. Eagle is ahead of Meridian though because of that head head win. Timberline is in that pod. They're zero and one, and then Boise at zero and one. They're automatically in last place because they're not even playing everybody in their division because they wanted to right soften the schedule. Then you look at the River Division, which we think is maybe a little more open. Capital. Continues to lead there. They're three and zero in the division. Mountain View is two and zero, and that'll be a fantastic matchup when mm-hmm. those two finally oh, play. Yeah. And then you've got Bora and Kuna, each one and one. Centennial one and two, and a is already zero and five. They've they've already played the teams in their division, and now they are going to play cross division games the rest of the way. So it, it really does look like that Foothills division is <laughs> is is a little more to you know a little more competitive than the the River Division.
1: Yeah, I I agree with everything you said. You go through it, and really, it's all going to shake out. I mean, you know, when you throw the divisional games in there and you think about overall records, you can be fine with all these overall records. I mean, it's like Skyview. and They were 4-0. They were on a roll, and they're like, they're unbeatable. Then they lose, and all of a sudden, you know, they're not leading that division anymore because they lost a divisional game. So yeah, it's going to be tough. Key now is just going to be to make the playoffs and then anything can happen there. I mean, seriously, that's the key right now. Just make the playoffs and then take it one game at a time.
0: Yep. And then as a friendly reminder, the final week of the regular season has been set aside for basically pre playoff matchups, right? The top two teams from each division will play each other for the SIC championship. Mm -hmm. And then from there, the second place team from one division will play the fifth place team from the other and then three will play four and those cross division matchups will determine those six automatic playoff spots that that are up for grabs for the sic so
1: i'm glad you understand all that stuff because it's kind of like district basketball you know it gets kind of crazy in there but i think it's a good way to go and it's a good way to kind of see what's happening and a good way to decide who should go to state
0: yeah, you have to almost be a math major to, to break yeah. down the SIC these days. I just
1: wait till I, I wait and I read about it afterwards and I figure, okay, that's what happened just now. Right.
0: All right, so let's let's talk about the games that are coming up this week for uh, 5A SIC football. Uh, it looks like on Thursday night at Donald Larson Park, CUNA taking on Bora in an audio-only broadcast on idahosports.com.
1: Yeah, and I tell you what, I haven't seen CUNA play, so I don't know much about them, but I think the way Bora's been playing – uh, I think Bora at home has a chance to make their third win in a row and go from 0 and three to three and three. That would be uh that'd be a big step for the Lions, no question about it. So we'll see what they do. And with Parker Rushton, and I, again I'll talk more about him later on. The last two games he's had, his stats are phenomenal. And if you think I'm leading towards a gold star, you may be right, but I'll hold off.
0: <laughs> yeah, I will say real quick for CUNA right now they're kind of the the little fish in the big pond, right? They're yeah. one of the smallest 5A schools. Period. Uh, help is on the way. The elementary schools are bursting with kids. It's just it's going to take a couple years to get those numbers to the level of some of their peers. So.
1: Absolutely. And, and they've been struggling because when when they went to 4A, you know, a couple of years ago, right to the top, they went, they just win the championship. They won the state title. Then they come back to 5A and they're struggling. So you're right. It's a numbers game in some ways. And, but there's a lot of movement, as we've talked about on this podcast before, a lot of movement in those areas, as far as population growth goes, CUNA is really growing. And as people move to CUNA, as people set up down there, you're going to have more and more and more people all the time.
0: Yep. And then, uh, our other audio only broadcast on Idaho sports.com Friday night from Eagle. It'll be Timberline at Eagle. And again, this is a foothills division game. If Timberline scores the upset the the standings will be thrown into just complete chaos in that foothills division.
1: Timberline has a lot of talent. They really do how they lost so badly to Meridian is beyond me, but you know what? Sometimes Meridian got on a roll this year or they were just impossible to stop. And I think that's what happened on that given night. And Timberline probably got behind. I don't I didn't do that game, so Timberline probably got behind big time early and then just kind of shut it down. So I think Timberline coming into Eagle, the Mustangs will be red hot. They're really fired up about that 24-23 cover behind win over Meridian last week. Eagle's going to be tough at Thunder Stadium. It'll be rocking. We'll be there at 7 o'clock, and we'll be bringing it to you. It'll be a lot of fun. These audio-only games are great. I know that we love to have video. We can't, but we have audio only for you. It's a great way to get on your iPhone, get on your phone, whatever kind of phone you've got. I say iPhone because it's the only phone I've got. It's the only way I know. It's the only way I know how to work. But you get on your phone and you go for it. And you can listen to it. Sit right there in the stands and have a good time. It's so easy. Just go to itemsports.com hit game streams, find the game you want, hit that. And if I've done all my work right, i got everything ready, and I'm on the right channel, boom, we're good to go.
0: Yeah, I, I've, tu- I've tuned into those Thursday night broadcasts uh, because Friday, obviously, I'm, I'm broadcasting somewhere. You're but- busy, yeah. Yeah, those those Thursday night broadcasts. Yeah, they're sounding great, Wayne. So well, thank you. you.
1: I'm on the right channel, and I I get on the air, and I find a way to connect to the internet. And somehow, I'm making it work. You know, for an old guy with new technology, we're good.
0: Yep, absolutely. the The, the only other matchup that I think looks good on paper is uh, in the in the five A SIC is Skyview at Meridian because Skyview, you know, four zero start first loss of the year. Meridian, you know, if, if the injuries are affecting them. Can Skyview hang? That's going to be really fascinating to see, I think.
1: You know, I I mean, there's no question that Zeke Martinez is a great quarterback, but you are asking a lot of a ninth grader. You are asking a lot of a ninth grader. Most high schools don't have ninth grade. He's got to go to school at a different school and then truck over to practice and the whole bit. I mean, so it's a completely different scenario. That's why you don't see ninth graders playing. So if Malachi is not back, not strong. And Malachi looked good, and I did not see him get hurt in that game. I did see him get hit hard. I don't know, if maybe, you know, I, I don't want to say concussion protocol, but maybe they were just, you know, uh, erring on the safe side that they didn't want to get him back in the game until they found out that he was not seeing four people again, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, so, bottom line is, uh, it's going to be tough that if Davis Thacker's not back, yeah, a lot of things could go Skyview's way, but Skyview's 4-1. and one, They've got to bounce back because I think they felt like they could compete with Rocky, and when they didn't, that takes this mental toll.
0: Yeah, other games on the schedule, kind of uh, strong teams against teams that have struggled, right? You've got Mountain View at Centennial. Uh, you've got Rocky Mountain hosting Hawaii as well. So those – and then uh, Boise uh, taking on capital at Don yep. Larson Park. So those yep. those are all games we think will probably go chalk, but you never know in the SIC, that's for sure. So
1: No, but I, I think we can be pretty well rest assured of that with the exception of Timberline Eagle and Skyview Meridian, I think the favorites are going to win this week in 5A SIC. I could stand pretty strong on that one.
0: Absolutely. Uh, you are listening slash watching the SIC PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. You can get the audio only a uh, version of this podcast on idahosports.com or wherever you download your podcast just type in SIC prepcast it'll pop up right away uh, you can also watch the video of this uh, on the idahosports.com facebook page as well as our youtube channel and the SIC prepcast is brought to you by DL Evans Bank we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor but when we come back we'll dive into the 4A SIC and tell you about some of the other fall sports that are going on in the Treasure Valley as well. So keep it right here. This is the SIC PrepCast on idahosports.com. Wherever you are, DL 11s Bank is right there to help. From applying for loans to opening new accounts and signing documents, personalized service is just a video call away. This is Bank Live with DL 11s Bank. This is Community Banking. And we're back on the SIC prepcast, Brandon Baney with Wayne back The the four A SIC also kind of like the five A, it's it's also kind of interesting. There's there's a lot of close competitive games. It seems that now last week we thought that all four of the games probably tilted in favor of the chalk, right? And in, in favor of the team with the better record. Um, one game that was super close though was Emmett traveling to Nampa to take on the Bulldogs. You know, the Huskies only escaped with a 10 point win 40 to 30. I was really impressed by both teams in this one.
1: Yeah. That of the four games that were played last week, that was the one game Brandon. I thought could be really close. As you know, Nampa was my dark horse in four, a football. They were six and three a year ago. They went to the playoffs. I thought, man, they're going to come out of the shoot, but they're not. They're one and four right now, but they did give Emmett everything Emmett could handle. And before losing 40 to 30, but Really, that was the only game that I felt would be any kind of contest at all. You got Valleyview beat Caldwell 54 to 12. So Valleyview's now 3 and 2. And Caldwell, boy, I tell you what, it's tough. And I just got to give them credit for getting out there every week and playing their 0 and 5 uh, as it stands right now. BK all over Columbia 45 to nothing. BK 3 and 2. And then the other game was Middleton over Ridgeview 43 to 19. Middleton at 4 and 1 on the air. So you know what? I mean everything went the way we thought uh 4A shaping out that basically Emmett Middleton and uh BK are going to be the, the, are going to be the teams that are going to duke it out.
0: Yeah and and just based on what I've seen <laughs> I think like last year, the SIC at the 4A level got five teams into the playoffs and I still feel pretty good about that. Uh, I think Nampa and Valley View are those other two teams, but I I think Nampa is ahead of Valley View at this point. That's not necessarily how I saw it coming into the season, but Nampa has one and four, but they've had a really hard schedule and they just continue to impress me. It'll be interesting to see when they finally play Valley View. How that matchup will go. So, yeah,
1: absolutely. They play in this week. So, yeah, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, exactly. that's going to be interesting to see how they do it. The, the game I want to talk about, though, is that Middleton at BK game. Uh, that, that's the one coming up right there. We talked about it. That's going to be interesting. You see Middleton at four and one and BK at three and two going in there. The games at BK, Bishop Kelly's been awful tough to beat there. Uh, I like what Middleton has. I know Logan Green has been doing a lot of Middleton games. He does our other podcast that deals with the 3A, 2A, and 1A games. But the reality is he sees them all the time. So he's doing a lot of Fourier action. And uh, they've got a great quarterback at Middleton. They've got some good people. they got a great wide receiver that also is a great basketball player. And so they've got some talent. But can they do it going into Bishop Kelly where the knights are pretty tough? That's going to be the question. We'll see Friday night.
0: Contrasting styles: Middleton likes to air it out. BK likes to stick to the ground game. Middleton, I think, if you talk to them, they feel like they should be five and zero. The one loss was to Minico in a game they lost by a possession in a game where they turned the ball over four times, including twice in the end zone. So I think Middleton feels like, hey, we're okay. We probably should be five and zero, but the important thing is is we win the conference games.
1: Yeah, and the thing about that game is a cross state game. You know, it's one of those games you like to see when you like to see. For instance, like see Highland maybe playing, you know, Mountain View or something like that, like we did, at Rocky Mountain early on the year. So you get a Minico and Middleton, you know, TN up. That's kind of fun. It's like it's like a playoff game in the middle of the season, having a lot of fun with it. So yeah, well, they're upset. They want to be five and zero. I think they, they don't have to worry about it now. Put it behind them because now they got BK in their in their eyeballs coming up. So it'll be interesting. Columbia Ridgeview, somebody's got something's got to give there. Both teams struggling, somebody's gonna come up with a victory.
0: Yeah, I I think Columbia, uh, I like Columbia to pick up their second conference win. Uh, they already beat Caldwell earlier this year, so right. yeah. That that Middleton game, you know, I think with Bishop Kelly, the playbook is get a big lead early because they cannot, they really struggle if they get down early to make that make up that gap. So if Middleton, with the way they sling the ball around, get out to maybe a fourteen nothing lead or or seven nothing early you know it might put bishop kelly back on their heels a little bit so
1: yeah and you remember they you know, bk likes to use that running back not a lot and if he can get going if he can get unleashed if he can find the holes to run they'll they'll just run that clock out on you before you know it, it's gonna be the fourth quarter with about a minute left to go and you're looking up going where does this game go because they will run it out for you
0: yeah we should clarify his his name is not the way you said it it, it made it sound like bishop kelly likes to use that running back not a lot oh i'm sorry <laughs> no it's funny though <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, his name is not. Yeah. And so we're we're not, you know, playing on words here, but uh, right. that's funny.
0: Yeah, that, that's funny. And then, and then you have uh, Caldwell at Emmett. Uh, I think Emmett probably takes care of business in that matchup. So yeah, I
1: think that's pretty well in the books. Yeah. So Caldwell struggle. Like I said, I
0: give Caldwell credit
1: for coming out there every week, doing what they can. and Hopefully they'll get better and better and better. But they uh, got a little work to do.
0: Yep, for sure. All right. Before we hand out our gold stars for the week, Wayne, let's take a quick tour around what's going on in volleyball and soccer. Volleyball, I mean, Skyview continues to impress. They're now ranked nationally by yep. match Preps. they are ranked nationally in the top 25. Uh, I guess I, I buried the lead at that at that Durango Fall Classic in Las Vegas when they beat Assumption, Kentucky. That was the number one ranked team in the country.
1: So, You're kidding me. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. And I kind of uh, I, I kind of uh, that slipped my mind as I was going over those results. But that was the number one ranked team in the country. Cut- wow. It's hard to it's hard to rank teams from all 50 states. But Well,
1: from what I saw, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I got Skyview is ranked number 25. Is that not correct? Or are they in the top 25 better than that? Or are they number 25?
0: I think they just got in. So
1: yeah, just so they're at twenty-five. That's what I saw was that they were number twenty-five, which I mean you're twenty-fifth in the nation. Think about all the high schools there are around the country. And you're number twenty-five. Hello. They're sixteen and two overall. They played more matches than anybody else has. And uh being nationally ranked, I mean, boy, that program over at Skyview is something else, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, a lot of a lot of fun to watch them certainly. And then uh, in the 4A ranks, you know, it's kind of there there's a couple of teams that are in contention and a couple of teams that are continuing to to play well. I would say the teams that are standing out right now, Columbia, 7 and 1 in conference, uh, Middleton is also 7 and 1 and Nampa and Bishop Kelly and Emmett I think are all still hanging around too, so.
1: Yeah, they're all right there. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, uh, The rest of the year, but Skyview again, without a doubt. That doesn't mean they're not beatable, but they've got the team to beat for sure.
0: Yep. Uh Soccer, we're we're getting real close to the end of the regular season we all are. of a sudden, Wayne. There's not much time. There's not much room on the runway left here for soccer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and what's really interesting about soccer is that, like in 5A boys right now, it's a dogfight. You've got Boise, Timberline, Bora, and Rocky Mountain all right in there. And if I can look at the standings here, Boise 7-0-2, Timberline, 6 and 2, and Ambora, 6-1 and 1, and Rocky Mountain, 5-1 and 1. Now, that's a toss-up. I mean, on any given night, something can happen there. And then over in the 5A girls, Timberline and Rocky Mountain, are both eight to 0. And with that in mind, what I want to do is just kind of make a special note of, I don't know what's going on at Timberline as far as soccer is concerned. But if you take the gals and you take the boys, you do their overall records, they are 20 wins, one loss three ties that's the boys and girls combined at timberline so if you want to play timberline in soccer you better get ready because they're they're good they're going to come after you
0: yeah we are recording this on tuesday afternoon september 28th tonight at timberline the wolves will host rocky mountain in girls soccer that is a pair of eight no teams in the district and the winner of that game probably takes the number one seed in, into the district tournament so
1: yeah, I mean, it's just uh, that's why we kind of soccer is, you know, football is easy for us to talk about because they go Thursday and Friday night. So we can kind of talk about it ahead of time. Soccer, we have Monday night games. We got Tuesday, Thursday, you know, and it's kind of hard to keep up with it. So by the time we record this and we go there, we can just kind of give you generalities. That's where everybody's going, but not really specifics. Uh, you know, we're talking 4A is BK being a pretty good power. Uh, for the guys, BK and 4A is 9-0 and 1. And last night, I can tell you on Monday night, Colton Crawford scored a couple of goals as they beat Napa three to nothing. So can't give you that score, but again, that's why sometimes we're not real specific on games and who's matched up with who because it could be old news by the time we you know you get to see this podcast. But the generalities are there. You can see who's going to who's really kind of taking it to who's. Yeah,
0: and so there's, I mean, a lot of good soccer being played, and I wouldn't be surprised if these teams that we're talking about are also uh, holding up the, the the championship plaque at the Absolutely. end of the season. Yeah, absolutely for sure all right well let's hand out some gold stars this week this is what we do each week on the sic prep cast kind of like a college football team will hand out a helmet sticker or pride sticker for a good play or a player of the game and so we're going to give out our gold stars you want me to go first or you're going to bat lead off wayne
1: you know what? let me bat lead off because i had you go first last week so i'll do that tonight because i had a guy last week that was on my bubble and i didn't give it to him and I, i did mention his name but it was parker rushton Parker Rushton, the running back for the Bora Lions. And last week he had 213 yards and five touchdowns. And he was right there. I'm going, okay, I should have given it to him, but I'm going to wait on him. I'm glad I did. He had 269 yards rushing in their win on Friday night last week. Three more touchdowns. So, folks, that is 482 yards rushing in the last two games and eight touchdowns. That is monumental. So, Parker Rushton from Bora High School. Gold star right there, buddy. I mean, and uh, we'll see what he can do this week. I mean, uh, it's going to be fun to see what they do in their game coming up. Uh, who do they play this week? I got uh 5A Games, Capital. Where do I have them?
0: Uh, Bora? Yeah. Yeah. Bora is uh, playing Kuna on idahosports.com.
1: I just couldn't find him I, on my <laughs> list here. But or, so good luck against Kuna. and Parker. a matter of fact, I mentioned that earlier. Why did I not remember that? That, that <laughs> Kuna is going to have to stop Parker Rushton because he's on a roll.
0: Yeah. Uh, That was one of the big questions for Bora coming into the season. You know, last year they really struggled. One of the few bright spots was Tyler Femison, who was a senior running back. And the question was, well, how are they going to replace that production? I I think Rushton is more than capable. So,
1: Yeah, he's showing it now. He was not a factor in the first couple of games, but now all of a sudden he is. And I think they're just getting it together. they got a new coach. they got a new everything. You know, their defense has been struggling. They held Centennial to seven points this time. Uh, You know, and they were giving up. I mean, even – Even Boise scored 42 on them. They gave up 49. They gave up 54. So, I mean, they've been giving up a lot of points uh, all year long until this last week. And Parker Rushton is all of a sudden just kind of running the heck out of the ball with almost 500 yards in two weeks. That's pretty darn good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, for my gold star, you know, uh, there's no hard set rules on who we decide to give gold stars to, right? Um, So sometimes we give it to a player that wasn't on a winning team. If they performed really well and their team almost won or it was close mm-hmm. you know I'm inclined to uh, recognize you know it's not just oh the best guy on the best team that uh-huh. won right? uh-huh. so so I would like to give my gold star to Nampa quarterback Gabe Navarro Now Nampa fell to Emmett 40 to 30 in what ended up being a really good game and in that game, Gabe Navarro only missed on six passes. He went 20 of 26 for 328 yards and a touchdown, and then he ran for three touchdowns as well. So you're talking four total touchdowns, 400 yards of total offense, and almost, almost scored the knockout blow. But um, Emmett was just a little bit better. But Gabe Navarro and the Nampa Bulldogs, I'm telling you, watch out.
1: Yeah, I tell you, there's a the rub on that one. You think somebody has four touchdowns, you know, one passing, three rushing and over 300 yards passing 20 of 26 passing that they, they won that game handily. So it's yeah, I mean, he did everything he could to help the Bulldogs win that game. And hey, a gold star very worthy for Gabe Navarro. No question.
0: I'm telling you, I could see Nampa getting into the playoffs with a with a sub five hundred record just because of the tough schedule that they've played, having to travel somewhere to like a, I don't know, like a skyline or a blackfoot yeah. or some yeah. somebody else that maybe isn't in as tough a conference as the s i c. And I could see Nampa easily, you know, knocking knocking a, a upset in the first round. Um, simply because they they've been battle tested, but
1: well, I kind of hope so in a way because I kind of picked them as my dark dark horse, you know, and I felt that they could do the job in four A and get it done. And so far, it's been a rough year; they've been struggling, but I still think they have the talent. And as Navarro showed, uh, he's a pretty capable quarterback that can get the job done on any given night.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it's going to be another fantastic week of athletics here in the SIC volleyball. Uh, still going strong with conference play. You've got soccer kind of getting towards the end uh, of the regular season. Football, some great games on tap. And again, on IdahoSports.com, we will have a couple of broadcasts for you. We will have CUNA uh, taking on Bora. At Donna Larson Park, and then also Friday night Timberline at Eagle. And if you want to see all of the games that we're broadcasting on IdahoSports.com, just click on the Game Streams tab at the cross uh, across the top of the homepage, and that'll show you all the games we're doing—not just in District Three, but throughout the state, and uh, not just for this week either. But you can kind of plan ahead and see what we've got coming up the rest of the season, also. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm
1: looking forward to Timberline and Eagle. Uh, Second trip, partly because I don't have to travel very far to go to Eagle High School. Uh, just like right across the street, I'm, a, I'm almost there, you know. So Donald Larson Park is a different story. On a Friday night going downtown Boise is getting tougher and tougher every day.
0: Yeah, you, you'd have to leave about now. I mention. do.
1: That's pretty much. I have to leave about 4 o'clock to get there. So it is what it is, so yeah
0: for sure. All right. Well, we'll be back to break it all down again next week. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the SIC prep cast on Idahosports.com. Brought to you by DL Evans Bank. For Wayne Dzubak, I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for tuning in on Idahosports.com.
1: So long, everybody.